This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have the founder of Marketing Mate, which is James Shockley, and I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, James, how are you? I'm good, man. Great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking the time to to come to my show and to just share some value. So let's uh, kick it off with a quick introduction about who you are and uh what your marketing does or marketing agency does. <laughs> well, so we're actually a, a software company. So I, I have a marketing agency, uh, which I've run for about seven years now. And uh, Marketing Mate, which is actually a software, it is a business automation software. So the best way to describe it is if you've ever tried to set up a CRM system, if you've ever tried to set up any internal system where you get frustrated you don't know half the features. You get referred to a YouTube video, but you still can't figure it out. It's so it's so complicated and frustrating sometimes that you end up paying for it and then you don't even end up using it and you go back to your old habits, right? What I do is I tailor make systems for businesses using an, a system that I've developed personally and embed it within a software tool and provide it to you. So it's a software tool that you'll actually want to use. Think of it as like a, a digit rather than a virtual assistant, it's a digital assistant, right? That can still complete manual tasks that you would typically do, but now your whole life is automated. Yeah. So what I'm getting is the reason that it's called marketing mate is because it's it's mating, right? It's, it's getting together with the marketing, right? Is that correct? Uh, so it's actually think of it like what you when you go and network with someone, you're marketing yourself. When you're marketing online, you're bringing in leads, right? When you're, you know, at a coffee shop and you just meet someone and you give them your your business card, you're marketing yourself as well. What marketing mate is doing is it's being your friend while you're marketing anywhere. And it's organizing all of your contacts. It's automating your calendar. It's automating your sales process. It is your friend. I use the word mate as like the word friend. But then also we do play on words with automate, you know, innovate, create, all of that type of stuff. Um, Our mascot, his name is Nate. He's a monkey because he's a primate. And you go, you can kind of just go down the line with it. I love it. I love it because uh, the the planning words, uh, it's how people remember stuff usually uh, into the the story, right? Like people thinking about, oh, like a primate and then uh, being a mate, like, you know, all these different things is what. Because people, I say this often, and I'm going to keep saying it because people don't remember a lot of things that you say. They remember how you make them feel and the things that you said to make them feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's why attaching the words with an emotion, you know, or a story or a character or any, you know, plain words that rhyme, something that it's, it's, it's catchy, it's become something easier to remember. So exactly. Yep. Yeah. So um, now I want to, I want to ask you what is taking most of your focus right now? Like most of your attention and why? 
Um, so previously it was building out the system and the, and the strategy and all of that, but that's been kind of done. So right now my main strategy or focus right now is networking, sales, bringing in new customers on a weekly basis to grow the business because um, luckily because of how much I can automate a company, I've really automated my company so I can actually really run it with myself and a few other people. I don't need a massive team in a sense, right? Um, so that's my main focus right now is constantly networking, constantly getting out there, showing people what this is because it's a new technology. It's unknown, right? And it's really cool when I show people what it is and their eyes light up because it's this new realm that they never imagined. And it starts to like light, it starts to click a whole lot in their minds. And they're like, oh, wait, can we do this? Can we do that? So it's more of an educational process right now as well. Okay, cool. So that, yeah, that makes sense. Cause when you're, for me, I mean, in PR, it happens to me a lot. A lot of most business owners, even like very successful business owners, they don't know much about PR. And they they make their money without it, so they don't you know they didn't care about it. And yeah. and and now like a lot of my clients are in that in that place that are like, look, I'm I'm just like okay, I I got to like ten million, like I'm like at eight figures, but like I still feel like I'm not impacting as many people as I want to. Like I want to change millions of lives, not like a couple thousand, not a couple hundred. And and that's when like look, it's I educate them. Look, it's very hard or almost impossible to gain trust at scale without PR. Because yeah. you need like the, the what what's the image like being able to gain that trust like people respect you and and, and actually stop scrolling right uh it, it's 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 a tough thing but when you add PR into the mix things that people feel familiar with then 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 that's how you can uh, really like get people to to stop from cold and and consider you at least right and, and that's that's a big thing that I have to educate people so I completely relate with you like the educational part when you're doing something disruptive something new something that or maybe just something that people just don't have in their minds often because they just focus on on other stuff uh it's uh, very important so yeah, exactly <laughs> so um now I want to want to ask you about uh do you have any advice for either business owners in general, or maybe your younger self, if you were to restart your journey today? Uh, yeah, uh, some of my biggest pieces. So, I mean, I've been through, you know, successful companies. I've been through failure of companies, like just, well, yeah, like super failure of companies. And then, you know, just other, and I've worked with hundreds of different clients. So I've seen the inner workings of a lot of other businesses. And one of the biggest pieces of advice I would say is like, if you bring on an investment, right, you shouldn't, too many people look at getting an investment as like the greatest thing in the world. If I'm so scared and afraid of ever getting an investment, I've done everything, the software I've developed all by myself, all paid for like internally, no investment. Because when you get an investment, sure, you think you can scale it and you can build this cool thing. But then what happens if you don't? You know, a lot of things can go wrong and they go wrong really fast. And then you're constantly trying to pivot and you're constantly trying to figure it out. And then you just get stuck in this hole and then you end up working for someone. The whole point about being an entrepreneur is to not work for someone. Right. So if you know, it's I'm not saying don't get an investment, but I'm saying just be cautious when you get an investment, because at the end of the day, you're taking someone else's money and I don't care what a contract says, someone can sue you for anything. And then I would also say, if you ever hear anyone talking about you behind your back, get rid of them. 
because they just spread. They spread a cancer within your organization. And I would just get rid of them right away because I made that mistake once. Mm, yeah, actually, it's funny that you say that because I just read an article, a LinkedIn article from Jason Miller that he was talking about that. Like, if you have someone that it just is, it was about how the how keeping a bad a bad uh, employee can can be so detrimental for the culture of your company. Like, it may be because oh, you know, oh, it's my friend, even or whatever. Like, I don't want to. Like, what about their livelihood? But then what about your and the other people's livelihood, right? If you affect the performance of the whole team, then now it's not just one person. Like, you're affecting the whole team, you, everything. And, and you know, that that's what you want to take a bad apple out or you want to keep it there and, and just make all the bad apples, you know, make turn the other apples bad, let's say. Exactly. <laughs> it, and liars will always be liars. Yeah. And that's... Never change. Yeah, and that's something that I don't know how people go to sleep at night. <laughs> Some that. people do, believe it or not, but yeah. So and it's cra- it's crazy to me. Like I I just don't get it because I'm for me I do something and I and I'm feeling debt with a client, with a partner, with a friend, with whoever, or family, whatever. I'm like I'm like damn, I need to settle this. Like I need to because I don't I don't I want I, you know I want to be a good person and I don't want to lie to myself too. I right, agree. like right. So that's, that's the thing. I don't want to like lie to myself and try to tell my stories just to, to justify things. So, and, yeah. and the other thing that you were saying, uh, was to, to like not take an investment. And for that, I was reading about that. Actually, no, it was a video from Alex Hormosi. I think it was like, like two days ago or so. And he was saying that when you're starting out, that it's that is definitely something that you should avoid because if you don't even know about business that much like how it makes you think that like you can things will go wrong like things will always go wrong something will go wrong and unless you have a lot of business savvy that you come into a new venture but you already have success and you already have everything like you've lived through things and you have a business plan you have the right people right you have to be very sure that this is like there's it's bulletproof basically. Exactly. I mean, if you look at Shark Tank, for example, Mark Cuban will be like, I've never, I've lost money on Shark Tank, but yet those people, they walk off Shark Tank jumping for joy because they're like, oh my God, we just solved all of our problems. No, you just acquired Mark Cuban's legal team to potentially come after you one day if, you know, if things hit the fan, you know? So that's the way I look at things um, because you just never know that if you bring on a powerful source such as that, you know, they can eat you up. And they can, it's, it's, yeah, I always try and look at plan for the best or, you know, hope for the best and plan for the worst. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. I always, I always say that too, like, uh, prepare for the worst, but still praying for the, for the best. Yeah. Right. Like, like Lil Wayne says. So <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it, it, uh, it frustrates me because I came up like in college, I grew up in, I came through the whole entrepreneurial culture thing and, you know, they preach, get investment, get investment, like try and get an investment. And it just like didn't it didn't work. I just didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, you did it yourself, and and that's that's great because you yeah. you've been doing it, and you know that also is like bootstrap, right? Like that's a great adjective of like to add. It's like, hey, I did it all alone, right? Like I built it, and I have nothing yeah. against people taking investments, especially like on tech, right? That you you kind of you need it because it, like it requires millions or dollars or something. That makes sense. Yeah. You know? But different. what I would recommend for that. Is go find us like for I literally just met with a um with a gentleman yesterday 
um, really great guy. His name was David. And what he does is he actually identifies your idea and does a whole product market fit prior to you developing your app. So he saves you millions of dollars. He was, it's, it's funny. Cause like him and I were just kind of talking about this yesterday. He was saying, he's like, I've worked with tons of software companies. He said, more than not, I see these cheery founders. They have these grand visions, all this stuff. You get two years down the road, you just now finally launch your app and then no one buys it. He's like, these people go into millions of dollars of debt. They get divorced. You know, they go into depression. They, all this stuff happens. And he's like, it's sad to say, but majority of the time, that's what I see happens. But because of the service he provides, he can allow you to fail without spending millions of dollars and, you know, getting a divorce. That, um, that's amazing. That's amazing. So I would, if you, I would advise if you are going to start something like that to find a cheap alternative to it, to start, to get the idea out there, because you just never know. You may think it's a good idea, but the rest of the world doesn't. And they may tell you it's a good idea, but the second you ask them for money for the idea, it's a whole other ball game too. So yeah, everything, that. everything thinks that you have a good idea until you ask them for money, right? <laughs> Literally. Yes. It, it happens more than not, you know, and your fan, friends and family will always will more or less tell you it's a good idea. Unless you have a good friend that will tell you that it's, you know, that probably not. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah. And, and, you know, that's just life. And that's why I do this podcast to, to kind of reiterate this point to, to make sure that, that if, if the people either aspiring uh, entrepreneurs or already starting entrepreneurs and business owners, they can see these things and, and, you know, rethink their strategies. If, if they are going routes that we're saying, Hey, maybe you should not do this. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. why I like doing this. So. Yeah. Cause you go through the honeymoon phase and then you get into realization and then you're like, Oh crap. And then it just goes down. So yeah. I've been so, there, so. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a lot of different positions that I can, that I don't want to want to go there because it's, yeah. we're going to do two hours of podcast. So yeah. <laughs> let's just go to the next question. That is, uh, do you have a, a specific challenge that you can think of that taught you something that you consider very valuable that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah. Um, so this, this happened about a year ago. Um, so, you know, I had my marketing agency, um, but then, you know, went to start a different venture and things didn't really necessarily work out. Um, and then I had another business at a time that we were starting and long story short, it was all just crumbling down. And, um, me and the one business partner, we, uh, we were accumulating a lot of debt, um, almost over a hundred thousand dollars. And he decided that it would be best that we just split up. So we split up, we split the clients. And the service itself was not working very well either. So we had to kind of just get these people their money back. So at the point, I owed about $50,000 in debt. Um, I had no source of income because I had given up my marketing agency. I kind of essentially sold off the book of business. Um, so, and this was literally like happened, like started in the middle of the September. And so I literally like nothing. I had to start over my entire life in a sense with a lot of debt. And I, um, I really, over the last, those three months prior, I really lost a lot of my confidence because so many things had gone wrong. I wasn't used to things going wrong. I was used to helping people and, and doing all that stuff with my marketing agency. because that was very successful. Um, and so I really just kind of lost my, you know, Drive. edge with it. Yeah. My not. Yeah. And so I was really anxious and depressed 
And so I, I kind of like chalk it up to being like kind of my rock bottom. And in October, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get out of this. So I went on to Upwork and I just made it a pack myself to submit proposals for an hour every single day. And I effectively rebuilt the entire agency in 90 days and did $100,000 in sales in 90 days, which is the fastest I've ever done that much sales uh, in that short amount of time. Um, got myself out of debt, was able to, you know, move, do what I want to do. I was able to continue doing that for a few more months. And that's where I was able to build up enough cash to develop marketing mate, the software that I wanted to do. Um, so, I mean, it, it just, and it regained my confidence a lot, uh, because now I know that, you know, if you stay consistent with something, you're gonna, you'll get through it, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just, you have to just keep being consistent. Yeah, uh, that's that's super powerful, uh, and and I appreciate you being vulnerable uh, with me and, and the audience. And yeah. it's big because um, just you know to like the the audience know like I've been in a similar situation too. Like uh, not, I didn't have to split; it was my company, but it was more like a fulfillment partner. And then he wasn't doing it, so then I had to like thousands and thousands of dollars to pay. Like not only I pay him. He still doesn't want to give me the money back so that we have like a legal case and stuff going on and we have all this stuff going there. But then like, I, I meanwhile, I've, I've been paying out of my own pocket to my new team that I build to then, to then like fulfill those things to even do it better. Right. And, yeah. and, and it, it, in a way, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's tough. And, and I lost, like, I was like, shit, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I was super depressed. I was just broken. Like I was like, I never in my life felt broken. Never. Same. And, Same. and it was like, cause I'm always felt special. I felt like I love winning. I'm a winner. I'm a competitive guy. Like, and that you destroyed my, my, <laughs> right. You yeah. know, you know, you know, and exactly that's, I relate right. a lot. I relate a lot to that. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you were able to bounce back. I was able to bounce back too. And, you know, I'm still kind of like re in the restructure uh, agreements that I did. Right. And I'm dealing with those things, but you know, my clients, I was transparent with them. And Same. I was like, hey, this happened. Don't worry. I'll make it right for you. And yeah. I just went to work like a madman. And then think, thankfully, I have a good support group, too, that, you know, between my girlfriend, between my friends, between uh, people like Jason Miller that always has my back, uh, like with, with teaching me and, and helping me in, in many ways, connecting me with the right people and everything, moving, moving pieces a lot to help me succeed. And, and that, you know, it's because of networking, because of leading with value with people, because of being honest. And those are pretty key points that we, we touch in this episode. Exactly. And I think a lot of the times, you know, these entrepreneurs you see on social media, they don't necessarily touch on all the struggles that they actually went through. They try and just show off this number. And really, it's like, it doesn't, it's really not always what it seems to be, you know, and they don't show the bad parts of it, but I think it's important to show the bad parts because if you can overcome the bad parts, then you can kind of overcome anything. Like if I ever come into any type of issue, I know for a fact that like, okay, give me 30 days. Like I'm not even worried. I could lose sleep over something and won't even worry now because I know I have the confidence back again. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's, that's big. And, and, and for me, it's 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 like it's very similar and, and it's an everyday battle right it's not like oh i gained my confidence back and i can't lose it right like there's always yeah, like gonna be days. days but but 
the fact that you know that you survived worse things already, right? Uh, those things yeah. are like, oh, come on. Like, you're being worse. Come on. You got this. Like, th- yeah. let's do it. <laughs> I got hit with a f- massive tax bill on Monday, and that really uh, drug dragged me down a lot. But, you know, I wake up on Tuesday. I'm like, all right, well, let's, you know, we have it. We'll pay it. We'll make it back. So, you know, we'll we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and for that, I mean... I got one of my my clients, David A. Press, that he helps hyper growth companies to with with tax strategies, so you don't have to pay that. There we go. So I'm gonna connect you with him. Then. All right, I, I could use that right now. Yeah, because you shouldn't be paying that, man. So I, I got you. Like I got cool. you. And anybody else, you know, that sees it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so let's just kind of uh, uh, just just wrap this up. Uh, first, like, if there's is there any like last thing that like a, the biggest takeaway that, that you think based on the conversation that you want to leave the audience with, maybe something that you haven't mentioned yet. Um, or maybe something that you already said. I would, I would say, it. you know, just, just stay consistent with what you're doing. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm honest. Like I, there are things that I don't stay consistent with all the time as I should, but when it comes to like, you know, starting your business, I mean, I know so many people that say they're going to start a business they don't and three months down the road, they still still don't say they don't start a business. But in that three months, you could have had a business and you could have kept going. And you know, even if you start a business in the first six months, they don't, they're not fruitful enough. Doesn't mean the next six months can't be, you know. So I've been doing this stuff since I was like 19, since before like doing a digital media was like cool thing to do. And I feel like I always wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And you know, also don't hate the whole side hustle mentality to like and look again start a side hustle if you can make extra money that's great but if you're gonna start a side hustle start a side hustle to start a business and like to like make it your full-time income like don't try and start five side hustles i know everyone says diversify diversify all that stuff like don't listen to everything on the internet and like don't listen to these guys who are literally teaching and then they're just reading two weeks ahead of material and then just reiterating it back to you that's what a lot of teachers do um and i also yeah i I could keep going on but uh just don't listen to everything you see on the internet trust your gut and you know find some good mentors and coaches yeah so um two things that that i have from uh that only from alex or mosey is first uh the when you say like, oh, like many people have uh, multiple streams, like the, the average millionaire has seven streams of income or whatever. But then if you look back at their story, they had that one thing. One, you got to create a cash flow. Up, and then after you create, you have the attention, you have the success. Now you have the influence, you have the, the, the community, whatever. Now you can sell whatever because you have a lot of people looking at you as the authority on something. So then everything else that you do after that, then it's, it's, it's good. It's easy because exactly. you already are proving yourself in something. So you need to start your printing press first and then you can go out to different side gigs definitely i think yeah that that that's kind of like what uh well you know and an, another thing that i wanted to hammer to and then alex Formosi. i mean i i consume i love alex Formosi. i agree with a lot of the things he says and i i really like his viewpoints on things yeah and, and he says that like when you're saying like about like the business like the side hustle first there's two things it's like if you're not willing to do it forever then don't do it for a day right and then the other thing yes. uh is that do when you are when you're focusing on 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 a on a venture that you're doing like don't what was the thing that like you said like the 
like 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 listening to to everybody right like just kind of like make sure that you surround yourself with the right people and the people that you trust and then just like commit to that and then on that's the big point that i was uh, missing which is if you're he says if you're willing to wait uh 12 months for something to become fruitful you'll make a lot of money if yes. you're willing to 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 wait a decade then you'll like be able to do like you know millions of dollars and then if you're willing to wait a lifetime you can actually change the world and exactly. that's something very powerful that i i think it goes along the lines of what you were sharing i completely agree and yeah i really agree with a lot of what he uh what he says too in a lot of his uh a lot of his books i like the way he thinks because it's very realistic in that sense you know like like another thing i i do all my work i wake up at 7 30 right and i have my nice little basic morning routine i start working at 8 30 but i do all my work at like 10 to tw- 10 to 2 in the morning right 10 at night to 2 in the morning i don't like to wake up at 5 a.m you know i don't want to wake up at 5 a.m why do i have to wake up at 5 a.m to do work in the morning why can't i just do it at night you know so i think that's another just like little nuance that you know just don't listen to everything you can do what yeah. you want i i personally i wake up around 4 30 to 5 but i don't have an alarm i don't have anything i do it naturally that i love mornings but See, I then love some days i also like and i've noticed this happens to me quite often it's like i love morning but then like sometimes i run out of battery after lunch then i either like chill or take a nap or something and then i work until night Right. And yeah. it's like, oh, until like eight something. And then after then, like I like work going to bed, like not later than like 10 p.m. And then like, uh, you know, nine, nine for 10 is like my window. I never mm-hmm. want to pass 10, ideally nine. Right. Yeah. And, and that's something that works for me. Like it doesn't yeah. necessarily work for everybody, but that's just fine. What works for you and, and what makes you like, be the most efficient that you feel happy. And that's it. Because if you're going to work from home and you want to work yeah. on your own terms, then you know, just, just pick something that works for you. And then, you know, I synchronize with my girlfriend too, to try to, you know, be, be together too. So yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I completely agree with you. Perfect. So yeah. So uh, I know there's going to be people are going to be, look, that, that conversation was great. He seems like he knows what's, what he's doing with software. So how can people find you? Yeah. Um, you know, my website is marketingmate.com. Um, my phone number is 878-888-MATE which is just six, two, eight, three. Um, and then the email is just james at marketingmate.com. Perfect. And they can text you to, to that number, right? Yeah. You um, can actually, you can text that number, the word demo, and it'll give you a whole live demo. You can text the word call and it'll automatically book a call with me. Um, perfect. So they can get a taste, of right? Of, of the experience yeah. of what you will get too, if you, you work with exactly. Them. Perfect. Thank you. You know, thank you for taking the time. I think this was a very valuable conversation. Uh, I think we, we touched on very good points. Uh, it was dynamic. Uh, we, I think it's pretty, pretty valuable stuff. And I hope that uh, at least, you know, few people can, can find value on this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, thank, yeah. Thanks uh, for taking the time. And so this was James and James, cause I like, that's my name too, but I go by Foo. Uh, and this is James and James signing off. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.